Good afternoon, Selwyn Avenue. We are so happy to have you with us. This is Ashley Anderson and welcome to Faith Lab Podcast. So as you guys know, for the last couple of weeks, we are into our sermon series for the summer, um, which is the stories we tell all about parables that we find in the Bible. And so today we are going to talk about a parable that is two verses long. Um, If you blink, you might miss it, but it is a pivotal story um, during the time of Jesus and also for us. So Margo, do you mind uh, reading our scripture for us today? Absolutely. And I really will have to look it up after this. I wonder if it is the shortest. Yeah, it may be possible, (laughs) Um, but I'll be reading from Luke chapter 13, verse 20 to 21. Let's listen for a word from God. And again, he said, to what should I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until it was all leavened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. (laughs) This is really, really short. Um, And it's called the parable of the yeast. Um, But this is a bread bread making um, of like teaching story from Jesus. Um, And I think um, it kind of made me laugh when I first read this text, because I've been thinking about bread more this year than I normally have because of the, the, I guess the thing that every, it was a thing that a lot of people started doing at the start of COVID was, was getting into bread and um, a church member here actually, um, right at the start of the pandemic gave me some starter to some bread. Um, and I had always used like box bread mix in a bread, in a bread maker. Like I never had fully understood the process of bread and how much it takes. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. You actually told me a really fun story that I want you to share with everyone. So I was not one of the people who made bread during the pandemic. That is not my gift. Um, didn't even really want to try it. But my dad actually um, makes a lot of bread. He makes pretzels and he has a starter, a sourdough starter that was um, his grandmother's. So my great grandmother's. Now it kind of freaks me out because I'm like, well, that just sounds really rancid and old. (laughs) Um, But I guess apparently because of the way that it exists, like it hasn't been in contact with um, flour or warm water. It just continues to exist. Um, but I tell you what, it makes some pretty darn good, uh, sourdough pancakes and pretzels. So I love that. And I think that this, um, this parable is really interesting because we have to kind of read it in context a little bit. Um, so what do we, you know, like first, what do we know about bread and how bread is talked about in scripture? And I think that's the first thing for us to tackle because when one might first read this parable, they might be like, is Jesus talking badly about the woman who added yeast or, or not? Cause we right. see a lot in scripture about unleavened bread. Yeah. And we read a lot about a lot of times about how the leaven, as they call it, a lot of times in scripture and in Jew in, in the Jewish tradition, was um, perceived as something like bad or something evil. Right, right. Um, well, and I also think too, this just made me think of something like as much as it, it is, it is used as a negative connotation in certain instances. 
Um, well, I guess, no, maybe that wouldn't be. I was thinking of like when the Israelites were fleeing from Egypt and they just didn't have time, right? They couldn't use the leaven because right. they had it, they needed traveling bread. Right. Um, so that maybe that's where. Yeah. So we don't, we don't hear about leaven bread in ways we hear about, we hear about the rush and like the, the the more like pita or, or matzah like bread that they typically had to make on, on the road. And then, um, and then when we do hear about the leaven, it's, it's not talked about in the best terms, but this is different. Yes. Um, and I, so that's the first thing I want our, our listeners to know that when we talk about um, the yeast in, in this story, um, mm-hmm. Jesus isn't talking about it in like a scolding or a bad way. Um, and so in, in context, this woman, we don't know if she was a baker for the town or if she was just making, fe- you know, bread for her family, but mm-hmm. the way that we go to the grocery store and buy bread every week, this woman probably woke up on Sunday morning every week and made two loaves of bread. And that's what her family used for the next like three or four days. Yeah. It was their daily bread. It was their daily bread. And um, so I think that that first is really interesting that Jesus is using a parable um, to talk to people about a task that was very um, every day. Like it, it was, yeah, this was not something like to you who did not get into bread making to me, who's very new in our bread making. This was like very accessible for, for all people because all people were making their own bread every week. And that's what I was thinking. They're like, probably like Jesus, why, why are you telling this? We do this every day. Like we know how yeast works, right? Like we know, we know how to make bread, but for this story, the measurements Yes. Or also what add to the context. Yeah. For, for two verses, it's super interesting that Luke found the need to record three measures of flour in verse 21. And what we can see in that from a more historical context is three measures of flour would be like a lot and probably pretty expensive. Right. <laughs> so that is, you can imagine that this woman is not just break making bread for her family. Um, right. So adding that specific descriptor of the measurements is showing us that there's some hospitality happening. Yeah. This, this bread is being made and given um, to some yeah. other people also. Yeah, no, that makes me think of it in two ways. Like, the daily tasks that this woman is doing and the way that she's serving her family um, and what that might look like in today's context in the ways that we serve one another in our homes, um, you know, outside of our homes and just those, maybe those little ordinary things that we wouldn't think of that we can now say, oh, this is, you know, this is a part of God yeasting in my life and in others' lives. Yeah, I love that. Like, like sitting, you had just mentioned, um, a second ago, an exercise that your professor made, you know, had you all do, um, the kingdom of God is like a six-year-old eating popsicles with juice running down his hand, his hands. And I just think of eating popsicles with my son outside and how happy that makes him. And that precious moment, like those daily habits that we have that, that serve each other and serve God that we may not think about. Granted, you know, I'm not making bread for my, my sons every day. Um, but those little ways, but then also 
the kingdom of God is abundant and it is like a woman who is in, or not even just a woman, anyone um, in their kitchen who is creating something with their hands, not for just the sake of themselves, but for the sake of the whole, for the good of the whole. Um, and that's the way that this person is serving God in the kingdom um, in their own unique way and how just vast that is. Yeah, I was reading a um, commentary that Fred Craddock wrote on Luke um, mm-hmm. and specifically about this parable. He said that leaven bread carries its future within. Mm-hmm. So there are these things happening in yeah. bread. And like any of us as kids, like the first time maybe you saw a grandmother make bread and you saw like the magic of like when she pulled the tea cloth off, off of it and the bread was like, three times the size it was after you had pounded it on the table. I imagine most of us have memories like that. Um, There is something that happens within that we cannot, I mean, scientists can explain it, but we can't really explain it. It feels a little bit like magic um, and something amazing happens. And so this parable is talking to us about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And, and what is that in its expansiveness? And it is that it is, it is big and vast and more than we can explain, but it is also small tasks mm-hmm. and little experiences and small acts that lead to bigger experiences. And so that is why I think this parable is so interesting is this woman making bread was a small act something miraculous happens with the yeast and the three cups of flour. And then this bread is given out. We don't know who it's given out to, um, but it's given out. And, and through that, we like to think that it multiplies. And that is a good way. I think of how we like to, to think about God or how we should think about God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just makes me think all the more like just how common this was. Right. And so I think a lot of us sometimes, can get caught up. Like, am I doing enough? Am I, am I real? Am I serving God in this way? I just wake up and go to m- my job every day or, um, you know, what, whatever it may be, but to know that whatever your craft is, whatever your skill, though, whatever you get up and routinely do every day, like it has a purpose and it has a place, um, in, in the, in the kingdom of God, you know, whatever good, you're doing good conversations you're having with people being present with one another eating you know thankfully eating again (laughs) with one another being present with one another um sitting in a pew in worship you know just just having a popsicle on the lawn like whatever it is that you're sharing in the the yeasting the growing of the grace of god's beautiful kingdom yeah and remembering that um it doesn't have to be um it doesn't have to be huge right. or, or foreign to you or right. something totally off the wall. Like this, this bread is not that like crunchy brown bread with all the fancy seeds oh, yeah. on the side that costs like $7 a loaf. Like right. this was, this is generic bread, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's warm and it probably tastes pretty yeah. good and it fills a belly and it smells, you know, makes your house smell good. Um, and it's shared with a neighbor. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And just, you know, I just think for ourselves and one another, um, 
as we go throughout our days and our weeks, you know, what are those little things that we do in our daily lives where we can say, oh, look, God's yeasting, um, you know, those little acts where we can take more care and, and just revel in the kingdom work of God, no matter how big or small it is, um, just to stop and, and notice it and um, to spread that, that kind of love, those daily small acts. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look for the kingdom of God in, mm-hmm. in, in the big things and in, in the little things. Right. Cause I'm sure that if we started counting the little things, it would add up. Absolutely. Something that is so huge and magnificent. Yeah. Well, I'd love to pray for us before we head out. So let's pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for the ways you work in our lives Um, In the big ways, we give you thanks, but today in particular, we give you thanks for the little ways. Um, We give you thanks for the small acts that expand and that grow. We give you thanks for the kingdom of God here on earth, for the beauty of diversity, for the beauty of small moments like popsicles or um, yeast starters that have been passed down for years or for opportunities to break bake and break bread with family and grandparents and friends. Um, God, we ask that you be with us, open our eyes so that we may see these acts and see the kingdom of God lived out in a different way, that we may pay close attention, focus a little bit harder, see you a little bit clearer. Um, We pray for our community as they go about their travels this summer. We pray for our congregation as we are coming back together in creative and safe ways. And we ask that you be with all of us until we gather on Sunday. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Look forward to seeing you all soon. Bye.